Four Ordinary Guys with Extraordinary Ideas for Disney Parks. This is Main Street Musings, the experimental podcast of tomorrow. This is Main Street Musings, Episode 1. My name is Jake, and I am joined today by We Want the Redhead, Tanner. Yo-ho! Foolish, mortal, and proud, it's Brock. Welcome. And the wildest ride in the wilderness, Eric. Yeehaw! All right. I am so excited to be here with you guys today. Can we take a moment to appreciate Eric's yeehaw? Thank you. I've been practicing since I was very young. All right. <laughs> this episode, we're going to be talking about Fantasyland Dark Rides. That's right. So the way this is going to work is we're going to roll a D4. Shall we first describe for the people uh, what exactly a dark ride is? Oh, that's a good call. Um, so a dark ride, those are going to be, uh, they're very typical of the Disney parks. Those are going to be the indoor rides. Those are a lot of your classic rides. Yeah. We're talking I old school Disneyland. It's the rides that take place in a dark indoor setting. So the majority of the ride is focused on the theming and the environment. So that's going to be your Pirates of the Caribbean. That's going to be your uh, Haunted Mansion. Maybe we also want to describe what a D4 is. Because, a D4. Oh, because so it's some like people a, are not going to know that. It's cool. It's a cool little pyramidal structure. Structure that has uh, the numbers one through four listed on there, often used in the uh, popular Wizards of the Coast game Dungeons and Dragons. So, so it's a die. It's a die. It's a die, it's yeah. a die that you with roll. Four sides. Yeah, it's a die with four sides that we randomize. Used or, to randomize. So, things. what I was looking for, as we for at Main was... Street Musings call it, a pyramidal structure. <laughs> yeah, pyramidal structure. What I was looking for was your standard die has six sides. This die has four. That was what I was looking for. Correct, but I wanted to be as pretentious as possible. So, uh, we're going to roll a die. We're going to see who goes first and then we'll each give an elevator pitch about our idea for a dark ride again this is specific to fantasy land generally fantasy land and i think in all of the parks is the same it's kind of like a medieval fantastical um, sort of fairy tale fairy tale yeah you get a last you get a lot of the princesses uh, are um, it's usually right near the castle because the castle fits in with that theme it's the part where we make a pitch Four. Oh, that is Brock. Brock. Brock, are you ready with your pitch? I will be in just one moment, and I am ready. All right. Uh, so I'm taking a look at a very old, very famous, very important Disney uh, Disney property uh, that really is kind of underrepresented in the parks. We're looking at Fantasia, specifically the Sorcerer's Apprentice segment. It's where you get that iconic Mickey Mouse and the wizard's hat and the robes. Uh, throughout the story, he uh, messes with magic that he shouldn't, and he ch- enchants some brooms to do his work for him, and uh, eventually they multiply, and there's more and more and more and more and more, and eventually they flood the building, and I'm thinking that would be really cool ride to go through kind of in an almost a semi-aquatic ride vehicle we get a lot of really cool um effects and a lot of great story in that as well as some iconic uh music so we're gonna move around the table it is my turn for my quick elevator pitch for the Fantasyland dark ride uh you're walking through the markets of the Fantasyland area when you see Dr. Facilier from Princess and the Frog beckon you over and you join him as he takes Lawrence through the other side and you have accepted your infernal contract and you are transported to another part of the park. Stay tuned for more. Oh. Yeah. So we're looking three-dimensional. We're looking full sensory experience. It's going to be interesting. Okay. Cool. Sounds great. Tanner, I believe you're up. All right. So here's my pitch for a new Tangled Dark Ride. 
ride along with Maximus the Horse on a daring journey to capture the Stabbington brothers after their new prison break. This trackless ride will take us to many notable locations from the film on a brand new adventure. Maximus Overdrive, a working title. <laughs> Maximus Overdrive. <laughs> I, like I feel that. really stood up by the fact that Tanner definitely prepared that. And yeah, I, yeah, like, yeah, I did not. And no, read it off of a prepared thing. And I was just notes. like, this is my pitch. <laughs> I wrote, no, I wrote two <laughs> sentence summaries for each of them. That's, <laughs> that's adorable. I should you know, start doing because, that. And because he's the bad boy. <laughs> <on> the <podcast. laughs> yes, bad boys take notes and prepare their statements. Yeah, I could see Walt sticking out from your shirt there a little bit. That, to listeners who skipped our introduction, <laughs> sounds a lot grosser than it really is. Yeah. I think we should just establish right now that Walt is in fact Tanner's singular red chester that pops out from yes. underneath his shirt. Yes. That will be very important to the podcast from this point <laughs> yeah. forward. Honestly, yeah. the only important So thing. if we ever on this Disney podcast refer to Walt, yes. there's a good chance that we're not talking about Walt Disney. <laughs> it's about a, it's a 50-50. It's a, it's a coin flips chance. Yeah. <laughs> Jake, you thought right. you'd get away with it, but no, it's time for your pitch. <laughs> I did hope I was going to get away with it. But I would like to pitch another old and oft-forgotten Disney movie, which is one of my favorites of all time, Sword in the Stone. Mm, all yeah. Sword in the Stone really gets in the park is that sword that's in the stone, which is cool, but I would say it's not there 50% of the time. I think it deserves a dark ride. I think it would be awesome for the rider to be an apprentice of Merlin. Ooh. And you go through... Like much like Art does, Arthur in the movie, uh, or Wart as Archimedes calls him. I love Archimedes; he's one of my favorite characters. But imagine, you know, you get to sit probably an Omnimover or trackless type thing, and you go through, and you get to go underwater when they get transformed into the fish in the movies. Maybe you're up in the treetops with the squirrels, um, and this all could end with the grand finale being the battle with Madame Mim. So this is for me as much as it is for anybody else. But can you give a quick definition of what you mean by trackless? What it is is you're in a vehicle that does not actually stay on a track. Instead, it uses RFID tags in the floor um, and it drives around it, you know, it, on its own locomotion. And it can follow a bunch of different paths all without being tied down to one specific track. So there's a lot more fluid motion. Um, feels a lot more natural and realistic. Yeah, sure. and, it, and as the rider, you can't see a physical track. I mean, Disney does their best to hide tracks with yeah. dark and black paint, and but you can still, as the rider, you can see it, and it kind of takes you out of the fantasy. In these trackless sure. rides, you have no idea which way you're going to turn next. Yes, and cool. in fact, it, it does allow for a lot of versatility. Like in some rides, carts will go in two different directions, or, or yeah. they'll start like dancing around one another in a way oh, that you for, wouldn't Oh, we could finally get that Indiana Jones experience where you have the three snake heads, but you only ever go through the one. Yes. So you could actually go through the other two. That's right. exactly yes. correct. Yes. Yes. <laughs> a God. good trackless ride example at Disneyland you might be more familiar with is at Cars Land. Oh. Um, the dancing uh, oh, yeah. Luigi's sure, family sure, sure. that's dancing, that's a trackless ride. Cool. It's the part where we do Q&A. Yeah, I, I've got a uh, I've got a question for Tanner. So uh, the you're riding on Maximus. Uh, how how does that car, uh, like how, what does that cart look like? What does the ride vehicle look like? I'm picturing like a carousel type ride for like okay. two oh, people neat. on it. So a parent can ride with so, a child if necessary. Two seats so on Maximus the horse. Are you so actually like, straddling this thing? Yes. So okay. sort of like the uh, the Banshee ride yes. in Pandora. Very similar to the Banshee ride where you're straddling on top of it, and you can actually feel the 
movement of the horse. Oh, so that's So using neat. some of the Indiana Jones technology. So of, like, it's actually simulating galloping. To simulate the galloping of the horse. Oh, oh that'd be as neat. As it speeds up and also going into a trot at different points to oh, change sweet. up the pacing of the ride as you're going through yeah. different areas. Very like cool. That. That's really neat. Yeah. Very cool. I'm excited about that. Uh, so f- talk to me about this final battle with, with Madame Mim. Like, how is that going to be presented? So I'm thinking, because the whole thing with the battle is Merlin and Madame Mim keep changing into different animals mm-hmm. and stuff. And I think using projection mapping and misdirection and different animatronics as you travel, it could be pretty cool to see. Some of the transformations happen off screen. I think sure. it's easier for the animators. You know, Merlin hops into a log as one animal and he comes out of the log as another. So you could easily have separate animatronics you know, for that purpose. Absolutely. I, I just, I feel that that would be really cool to see live. And as you're traveling and maybe they're fighting over you and you're seeing explosions over the top of you or water shooting around. Absolutely. You that is a really through. chaotic scene with a lot of energy in it. And I think yeah. that'd be really cool to be in the middle of. Yeah. Yeah. I think really just want to bring sword of the stone more to light. <laughs> yeah, I, I think absolutely. it doesn't get enough. Honestly, attention. sword in the stone is one of those that I think will be mentioned more often than a lot of movies <laughs> on this podcast. I mean, all four of us talked about something that I think uh, all of them are a little too underrepresented at the yeah, moment. Absolutely. Definitely. Though they're obviously doing some stuff with princess and the frog. Yeah. That's coming up. So, yes. but honestly, I think I like your idea better than what they're planning on doing. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Let's talk about that idea yeah. for a second. I so, got a question. So yeah. you said, um, you know, we're being, beckoned in by Dr. Facilier. Yes. Uh, and then we follow Lawrence. Is that going to be sort of in the queue or is yes. that... So the okay. queue is uh, very... So I don't want the, the line to be spilling out, obviously. Mm-hmm. I also don't really want a sign that says this is the ride, right? Because mm-hmm. um, a lot of like... I totally understand the marketing value of putting a big sign that says this is what your ride is. Yeah. Um, but I really just want it to be like an animatronic or a statue or something, a facilier, and then you open a door and then you're moving down subterranean. Well, then- honestly, I mean, I guess you could still do that. Like there's a dilapidated sign because they have to have like pregnant women can't, you know, yeah, that yeah. sort of uh, warning on there. Um, but you could have like a dilapidated sign hanging yeah. next to the statue. And as long as it's clearly marked and it has all the legal requirements, yeah. I still think it works without yeah, it'd either be a door or like a curtain to make it seem like you're going into Facilier's like back room or whatever where he has all his voodoo, and then uh, sort of incorporate kind of like they do with the haunted mansion is have like a initial queue right where mm-hmm. you're in Facilier's room, which is also underground. Yeah, which is also yeah. underground, and then you have Lawrence accept as like sort of the audience surrogate accept the invitation for the spirits, and then you're taken down even further. So a weird example for that might be um, that sort of those scenes in front of the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy mission breakout uh, with mm. the rocket raccoon kind of speaking. So that would be kind of like the Lawrence there, right? Oh, when you, when you go yeah. in that room Yeah, so it's still, you're still out. in the queue, but there's an animatronic. There's a little bit of a pre-show, gotcha. right? Is yeah, that, yeah okay. absolutely. Or like in the, the original Tower of Terror in Disney yeah, World, you go Sterling, into the library yeah. and you watch the video. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. And um, one of the things that is important to this idea is that like it looks like a full room that there's no projectable walls. And then everything kind of cuts out, and it's a trick of either how it's set up or projections, and then the room is just Facilier's face, like all around you, oh, like, that would know, be like sweet. laughing as he goes. Oh down. wow, that's oh, yeah, perfect! You and all the uh, that with instead yeah. of walls, you use screens, and then yeah. you rear project onto them. Yeah, yeah, perfect. So like, yeah, Man, 
that that's a technology that they use a lot and it every mm-hmm. time it's amazing it's just so yeah. cool yeah yeah i love this idea there's one thing if we move forward with it that i want to be cautious of is disney's troubling history of rides where they made them t- way too scary for children. <laughs> yeah. That so is very true. Our that is a alien consideration. encounters, <laughs> yeah. our Snow White's scary adventure that's changed several times is is there going to be a moment of brightness for these kids? Absolutely. Well, uh, I think this is going to mainly maybe I'm wrong, but is this mainly going to focus on the song? Yes. So I think that being such a great song, I think that'll help. Yeah. I mean, an alien, if the alien was singing while it was attacking, it definitely would have taken the fear level down. Yeah. You and, know? The, like, and the spirits and stuff that are moving around are going to be dancing and kind of like... And cartoony. Cartoony, yeah. right? Okay, you know? great. Yes, yeah. so I just wanted to make sure we were going to have some bright moments so we don't have to redesign this ride in a year. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, uh, Brock, with your Fantasia thing, uh, you we were touching on the amphibious nature of yeah. the uh, of the vehicle. Walk us through a little bit more about you, you talked about it getting flooded. Yeah. So essentially, in the original cartoon, um, uh, he enchants a broom to f- do his work for him, which is filling uh, filling a like a cauldron with. But with buckets from a well, um, uh, then the uh, the broom goes a little too far and starts to um, starts to pour too much. Mickey destroys the broom, uh, which actually with an axe, which actually ends up making more brooms, um, and so they they f- end up flooding the building. Mm-hmm. So I think it'd be really neat. Um, uh, and while this happens, uh, Mickey has fallen asleep and he's dreaming about all these magical things he could do. He could change the stars. He could change the sky and how amazing it would be to have magic. And then he wakes up to find that it has flooded. And so I think it'd be really cool if we kind of get to see his dreams maybe uh, projected on the ceiling. Um, so there's that element of misdirection while the riders are paying attention to what's going on above and around them. They don't realize that the, uh, that the ride vehicle has actually kind of followed a track down into water uh, and water is rising up toward the top of the ride vehicle. So when Mickey realizes that he is uh, become flooded, we look around us and we're surrounded by water mm. where previously it was dry. And I think that'd be a really cool effect because we have dark rides, you know, like uh, Pirates of the Caribbean that are in water. And we have dark rides like uh, Haunted Mansion, which isn't. But I think having a way to kind of incorporate both of those in one ride is a really cool dynamic effect. Yeah, I really like that. Yeah, And uh, having the misdirection, I think, really puts you in that headspace that mickey mouse is in yeah i mean that's a moment too right yeah Yeah, like that that's a that's a a memorable experience of just like wow snap in and oh my god i'm literally surrounded by water yeah Yeah. and it's it's startling because you don't expect it and i know disney can do that they have that soundtrack blaring you don't hear it come up you don't see it because you're looking at the sky i think that's going to be a really fantastic well even if you use something similar to the expedition everest switching of the track and use the moment of watching the dreams as a way to switch the track right. and slide down into yeah. the water even as yeah. a way to do that because that's the same technology they use to keep those pirates boats moving exactly yeah yep. yeah. yeah i i'm excited about all four of these ideas guys. yeah me we too. did a good job but unfortunately as is the nature of our podcast by we the very rules them. that we set <laughs> we can only pick one to move forward with it's the part where we vote Now, I think to vote, let's um, we'll go around and we'll start with 
uh, we'll start with Brock, and we'll go around, and everybody just say which one you think we should go for. Do we say we can't vote for your own? I would say, yeah, don't vote for yeah. your own. It'd be kind of an asshole. Honestly, I don't know that I uh, want to vote for my own anyway. I'm yeah, hearing some of the yeah, stuff you guys I'm excited with, about so. some of these other pitches. All right, so Brock, aside from your own, which would you be most interested in exploring and developing? I am really, really, really interested, first of all, in the scene that it comes from. Uh, in Eric's pitch, um, but also the way he's incorporating the geography of the park, where he was he was talking about how it starts yeah. in Fantasyland, and then when you get out, you're in New Orleans Square, which works so thematically perfectly with the ride. That seems really interesting, and I'm yeah, kind of excited I, I to see to something agree. like that. So, um, so you vote for Eric's. Eric is my pick. Well, I was going to say, you vote for Eric's Princess in the Frog pitch. <laughs> no, it's Eric. I'm voting specifically for Eric. See, that's no. what we have to try to avoid. Eric needs to, <laughs> Eric needs to be in the park. <laughs> He'll be the guy beckoning you in. Yeah. Eric, what um, do you vote for? They're all so good. I think, in, I'll, so this is just me being honest, having not been to the new uh, Pandora uh, specifically, so I haven't gotten a chance to to do the the Avatar ride where you're straddling. Not, I don't believe I, any uh, of us have. None of us just, have actually. That sounds. We just I have. Oh, oh you have. You. Oh yeah. well, nobody Who? asked you. I have ridden on the back of the mighty Akron. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm gonna have to go, and also just the name. I'm gonna have to vote for for Tanner's. Uh, Maximus uh, Maximus Overdrive. Maximus Overdrive. <laughs> it, it, it would be really nice to have a tangled, tangled representation other yeah. than the bathrooms. What were they thinking? <laughs> I get it. They're you nice want, bathrooms. Yeah, they're nice bathrooms, but it's so disappointing when you see that tower and you go toward it and it's a freaking bathroom. Yeah, but it's not disappointing if you got to pee. <laughs> That's I, true. Yeah, I, you yeah. know what? I mean, then if the like tower a... had a big neon sign on top that said "pee here," <laughs> yeah. I think it would be less disappointing. I think disappointing. it did yeah. originally in the movie. Oh, <laughs> yeah. they, had to, they had to cut that. Yeah. It sets up expectations better, if yeah. nothing else. Yeah. All right, too. All right, Tanner. All right. So, I loved a lot of the ideas here today. Something that really is. Uh, Interesting me though is the idea of using projections as a distraction mm. to transition from land to water and ride. I think is something new yeah. and yeah. very exciting. So because of that, I'm gonna go with Brock's pitch for Fantasia. Yeah, Thank that you. is that is a moment. Okay, so does this mean that each of you voted for something different? I'm gonna have to be the tiebreaker. Mr. Yeah. Tiebreaker. Oh no! Not <laughs> only did you get no votes, <laughs> yeah, you now have to be the biggest jerk. To, to be yeah. fair, my, I think my pitch was the weakest of the four. <laughs> I think it's sweet. They're like you're only saying that because it's true, Jake. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there, I, there's something to be said. Uh, all of them provide unique moments. I think the battle sequence, the climax battle yeah, that you're talking about, incredible. is super yeah, cool. If that could work. So. Okay, so. I'm really torn, guys. Mm. This is hard because you guys all made some really good cases. We have a D4. Got a coin to flip. (laughs) (laughs) So I want to explore all these ideas later. Yeah. But for today, I think I would really like to explore Eric's Princess and the Frog. All right. Cool. Congratulations, Eric. Thank you. Thank you. All right. So now we come to the point of the show where we kind of dive in and get in depth about these ideas. Yes. Uh, so I am very excited to get your guys' input because 
Uh, you guys know significantly more about how the rides themselves function. Mm-hmm. A lot of my theming currently is in uh, the queue and sort of the like Brock was talking about the transportational secondary function of it, right? Like just the the, the very unique we start in one area and we end in the next. And that's kind of where I kind of hung my head on in this one. So I'm going to talk about just a little bit of what I would want to happen. And then yeah. you guys can tell me how it might could happen. Yeah, I mean, I think just walk us through how you pictured this ride. Yeah. Start to end. So we have the Facilier statue animatronic. So I'm kind of seeing it. Well, we could start with, I'm sorry, not to no, interrupt yeah. early on. But uh, if you look at, there's some pretty amazing, like, in park animatronics, like uh, if you take a look at golly, what's his name, Mr. Potato Head mm, uh, for yeah. the uh, Toy, Story, Toy Story Mania, they do some pretty and spectacular like stuff with that. <laughs> he's kind of the barker for the for that ride. Yeah. Um, but used what, to be the barker bird for um, oh the Enchanted Tiki Room. Yeah, thank you. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, I suppose this is a little out of the realm of that. But having him. 98% of the day appear as a statue. Um, but then every now and then he'll make a move. He'll turn his head. He'll blink. He'll, he'll, oh, kind of like, kind of like Leota blinking. Kind of like Leota yeah. blinking. Yeah, exactly. So he's just got these like slight magical tints yeah. to him. Oh, that's, or like he squirts water at you like the camel. Maybe yeah. not that. <laughs> <laughs> but he you know, he squirts so, magic potions at you yeah. like the other camel. Yeah. So, Tell me if this is like way. This is what was going through my head. Tell me if this is like way too unrealistic. Okay. You could only do this if you got like a fast pass, right? Like you can't just get in the queue. So are you thinking kind of like I, I know you're not as familiar with this, but right. the way Dumbo works now in Florida mm. at Walt Disney World, they tried to do an attraction queue without an actual line. Yeah. Now, Tanner, have you experienced this firsthand? No, but I was going to say it's not that different from the loading groups that they're using for the Star Wars Rise of the right. Resistance. So there's, there's a couple of different ways to way handle to this. Do this. Sure, so walk me through how that works. So my understanding of how Dumbo works is I still have not experienced it firsthand. You go into the big circus tent and you kind of take a number or something, kind of like a deli, mm. okay? And then you're in this circus tent and you get to play games. Yeah. They have all these interactive things for people to do. And then when they call your number, you actually go on the ride. Oh, so cool. So you don't feel like you're standing in a line. Yeah, so that's kind of like what I was thinking of, like something like that themed to the, the facility thing. And then it had also, this is where it gets a little out there, guys. Mm-hmm. It also comes with like a mini like earbud that Facilier whispers into you that it's time to go to the other side kind of wherever you're at. That is that absolutely be, phenomenal, but, but absolutely, absolutely impossible. Yeah. impossible. Especially right? especially in these days of coronavirus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, obviously this is imagined without coronavirus being a thing. Anyway, so that was but like... But I think there's probably a less, a more cost-effective way of doing that in some sort of capacity. I well, don't know and what you know, it would be. Part but. of the thing is, too, I, I guess Disney is getting rid of Magic Bands now, which mm. was like this huge thing, and it's partially because they want everything to go onto the phone app. Okay. So I'm wondering if there would be a way to incorporate yeah. that into your app. So I love the theming of taking a number with the Dumbo ride. What if the way to reserve your spot in the line for the for the other side ride is to sign a contract Ooh. with Dr. Facilier oh, yeah. to get your family's would it, name. Would you actually have passage. the thing prick your finger <laughs> and take your blood? Right, if well, I can't do my earbud, we can't draw blood. Well, he, uh, even less of a uh, signing your name thing, he's got that 
magic totem, right? Well, that's that, what, the totem is a thing that pricks your finger. I know, but I'm saying play, so yeah. it like that has your number on it or that yeah. vibrates when it's time to go. Like or a like chilies. Well, <laughs> honestly, yeah, they use that technology, but the yeah. eyes and, light and you know up and it thing, like, yeah, I was just saying, it and glows. it whispers to you. Yeah, that would be, you know? yeah, I think that's yeah, a great way of neat. doing it. Yeah. yeah. All right, so, so continuing on. Yeah, so I think uh, with a little bit of discussion, there obviously needs to be some room for some walkthrough queue so that we can control that a little bit. Um, and then that can be like the front of like the the storefront, mm-hmm. right? Um, and then when it's time to go to the ride, you're ushered in as a group, kind of like you are in a haunted mansion. Uh, there's like the a desk set up. Lawrence is talking to Facilier on one side of it. He accepts the contract. Everything from we find that the room is completely like, even though it looks fully real, is like fully like 3D back projected mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Yeah. And then just Facilier's face on three dimensionally around, kind of laughing as we go down. Yeah. I know is that too intense. And, and you can fill the ceiling with fog. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Green fog. I don't think. Obviously. I don't think that's too intense. I mean, it, it takes a lot of cues from Haunted Mansion, not in a bad way, in a very right. good yeah, way. In a good way. And not in a way that seems too derivative either. But yeah. I think it. I think it's about on that level. Yeah. Haunted I do, Mansion has a man hanging. Yeah, hanging. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. I think this is fine. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, which is implied to be a suicide. Which is dark. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, you're not my, any scarier than my that. My other question is. Um, is Prince Naveen gonna be uh, part of the ride? Not in my original. I, I envisioned him at the end of it. Okay, so um, like as a frog at the end of it. N- probably him. Probably uh, the welcome back. Yeah, the welcome fine, back party. Kind okay. of the end of yeah. the movie. Right, okay, when we end in New Orleans Square yeah. and all the characters are there. Kind yeah. Of, so this is okay, perfect. Do yeah. we see Ray get brutally murdered during the ride? One thousand percent. Yes. Um, I, I wanted to take uh, Lawrence's journey specifically because it's sort of like a, a subsect of it. Yeah, and he's sort um, of the one who gets becomes corrupted. Welcome to Disneyland, home of more. Moral corruption <laughs> and voodoo. <laughs> um, I, I am really enjoying the idea of this, like the, the trackless ride. Quick turns into like spirits dancing yeah. into like Lawrence's head. Right? Now, I should say, just because you were not familiar with trackless right. rides, it seems that trackless rides are the way of the future. It seems sure. like Disney isn't doing track rides anymore, yeah. unless it's a roller coaster. Yeah, unless it has a specific Otherwise, to be a it track seems ride. like they're specifically going with trackless. For the dark yeah. rides, yeah. yeah. So I think what you could do with that also is, and it might even help with your crowd control thing, is, you know, splitting into two separate paths. Yeah. Um that yeah, you way you have the ride twice like yeah. Toad. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it also it also would be neat because uh you know the shop is labyrinthine and you go to the other side and it might make your ride experience a little different. Yeah, I want yeah, yeah, I love plus, that. Like two or plus three I like the things. idea of you're you're with other cars. You see other people and yeah. then at some point you're by yourself and it's yeah. ooh, yeah. now we're dark on the other side and it's just us, you know? Yeah, so yeah, obviously my original idea was Lawrence centric, but to your point um, with the the multi journeys through, we could theoretically follow any one of like up to three different people's journey through the other side That's and have true. a unique experience each time. Yeah, yeah. So you could get the Naveen route, you could get the Lawrence route. Yeah, or even following the Shadow Man himself. You yeah, know, maybe there's something going on there. Yeah. Um, although I do kind of like him popping up a little bit, like you know, uh, the ghost host or yeah, yeah pop I, up I, at I, certain I like moments. that idea where or it's, it's Jack like Sparrow in uh, Pirates of the Caribbean only. <laughs> yeah. Better. Only good. <laughs> <laughs> only 
good and not excessive. <laughs> yeah. The idea of also stealing a little bit of what Brock was talking about about using magician tricks yeah. to surprise riders as they're going Which around. Which is yeah. perfectly themed for Facilier because yeah. not only man. yeah, not only is does he practice dark magic, but he also is a master of sleight of hand and conning yeah. Yeah. people. I I would love for it to be separate, multiple separate instances throughout the ride of like everything around you looks like one thing and then all of the sudden just changes into something else. I, yeah. And with projection mapping, that's well, so easy to do. I, yeah. I know none of us have experienced it in person, but I've watched the ride through of the new Mickey and Minnie ride mm-hmm. and that's how that works. They yeah. also do a lot of that in the uh, Mystic Manor ride yes. in uh, Hong Kong in a really cool way. Yeah. And you're going, th- you're, his shop is like a bizarre curio shop. And yeah. There's those masks on the wall that become dark, scary faces and those moments where all you see is a scary, dark face and then, yeah. oh, you're just in the shop again. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wait, What's that over there? Oh wait, no, it's this. It's this, and I think yeah. that'd be perfect. Yeah, yeah. And, and lighting and 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 projection mapping, everything would make this totally. Doable. It would yeah. be cool as well if the whole ride, you know, you're going all, all these different places, you're going through the the shadow realm and all that, but then at the end, it looks like the entire time you were just in that shop. Yeah, that kind of disorients yeah. your idea of what's going on, and yeah. then you leave and you're in a different place. Yeah, even though you're in the shop, even though it feels yeah. like you never yeah. left. That's that is something I definitely was looking at just like different points of the ride where it kind of stops the shop re kind of materializes around you and then all of a sudden one of the other masks like comes up and takes you down like a different path that's cool i was just going to say using some of that uh the trackless system you can also give opportunities to tease like an exit into something fun and then use the sharp turns back into facilier's not done playing with you yet oh yeah yeah. oh that's really neat Yeah. yeah I oh. love that idea. We're going into a happy dream. No, no, we're going. Yeah, we're well, going that's back so. To so you even universal. can tease like a little bit of the like Ray and all of those characters and see. Mm. Oh, you're coming to see them now. And nope, nope, we're yeah. going back into fire. Yeah. Right. Well, that's, yeah. in, in, in Universal Studios, the Mummy Ride does mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Now it's an older ride. You can tell. You can tell it's not but it, real. It is but a really fun moder- concept. But it is really cool. Like, oh, the ride's done. The cart comes to a stop. You see the lady in the window like, thank you. Welcome back, riders. Yeah. And then the mummy, like, kills her. And then the ceiling catches on fire. <laughs> and, like, oh, that's so a like, little dark for Disney. But, yeah. It's, oh, yeah. yeah. Um, but, you know, a Disney-fied version of that. Yeah, twist. exactly. Right. Yeah, Plus, absolutely. with modern technology, I think it could mm-hmm. definitely be more believable yeah i was um, thinking another fun aesthetic choice the tarot cards mm-hmm. and you know those are all about chance those are all about you know there's, yeah. there's 78 different cards and you could kind of incorporate that into the random elements of the ride you could yeah. now you, you can't you could, have 78 right no, obviously not <laughs> yeah. but, you know he, but you can have 78 projections you know yeah, if that's yeah. what you want to do up, yeah you know. i think he, that, could, he could draw a card and then it blows up and it's the screen and suddenly you're driving straight into death and so potentially it be. could be the same ride but mm-hmm. using projection mapping you could change the theming a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, so we are like, going to have a whole ride based on the three of cups, but yeah, little things like that was like the lovers, Yeah, you know, the whole ride. If that was yeah. your car that was drawn, it still is the same song, still the same ride, but yeah. everything is themed with like 
hearts, but not like pretty pink hearts. We're talking like yeah. disturbing green. Smoky. Human anatomy hearts. Yes. <laughs> Blood Dumped spurting. Yeah, I everywhere. love the idea that every time you do it, it's a unique experience yeah. somehow, yeah. or at That's least actually, has the possibility to be a unique and I'm not, experience. I'm not saying that like every single element has to change based on tarot cards, but you know, there could right. just be a moment where he draws some cards yeah. and each time a different thing is projected onto the table. Yeah. yeah. That's all I mean by yeah. that. But yeah, you but could I even think, go I think farther incorporating with it. it into the ride itself, I think, would yeah. be really yeah. cool. And that's yeah. something Disney loves to do and has been moving towards more with like the Guardians. Yeah, so that, has as far as zones. I know, it, it originally started with, um, well, Mr. Toad having two different tracks. Mm-hmm. But then on Tower of Terror and Walt Disney World, they started having the different versions where it would have different launch sequences. Oh, yeah, yeah. And you never knew how many times you're going to go up or yeah. down or whatever. But yeah, Disney has been slowly trying to do more and more where it's different every time. And all you're the different right. Star Tours journeys. Yeah, all the Star yeah. Tours journeys. Um, Guardians is a great example of that, having the different songs and everything. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would... I, yeah, that's a good point. It was always part of like the, the formation of this idea that you don't... You at least have the option that it's never going to be the same twice. Yeah, um, which I think is great for every ride because it, it increases its rideability. Yeah, you know, because I mean, like us, I can ride Haunted Mansion a hundred times and be happy, but not yeah, everyone it's the same can. Every time, not but everybody. not everybody yeah. can. So we've got through the queue. Yeah, we've kind of discussed how the ride will work. Yeah. Should we kind of focus on? Obviously, we have the song playing. I yes, think the song we definitely is, need to have the song because that song, yeah. I, that's a good. That's movie. the iconic, it's a great it's movie. The, but that is the. It's best the song iconic of the moment movie, of opinion. the movie to yeah. me, and I think a lot of our generation. Uh, the movie, the movie's, uh, it's great. It's not my favorite. It's fine. But that scene, yeah, is one so of my good. favorite yeah. Disney scenes. And I love. So I saw this in a meme once. Um, but you know the song is building. We're millennials. Yeah, you know, <laughs> <laughs> meme. But um, so the song is building, and they're sitting at the table, and then he gets the blood, and he goes, "Yes!" And you start hearing the "Are you ready?" Yeah. And the Are meme it ready? said, "When you start hearing the Are you ready?" You know, shit is about to go yeah. down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I think that having that in the ride, you know, that moment of just like, "Here we go." Also, yeah. can we take a brief moment to talk about Keith David? Oh, oh yes. the God. voice of yes. Doctor Fassilier. I will always talk about who Keith is David. still he's still obviously working and he's still going strong. And he's I think a regular on Rick and Morty. He's right a, yeah, and he he does he does quite a bit of voice work and it's amazing. And I think incorporating his ride because I'm not I don't know his schedule. But oh, we're think, not doing this ride without Keith. David. Yeah, no. I think they could definitely get him to record some new dialogue, oh, yeah. some new yeah. options, definitely. and just having that and keep it fresh. That very fresh really interesting yeah. scary voice that's also very hey soothing. Lawrence would you like the coronavirus <laughs> <laughs> I are you I ready I didn't mean topical <laughs> references but I'm not opposed <laughs> oh man but yeah <laughs> But I'm hey, just, I mean, this ride does have a lot of masks. <laughs> it does have a lot of masks. So, are there anything, any other like really cool things? Well, so I, I had a thought, and yeah. I don't know if I'm stepping on your no, idea. No, please, please, please. So obviously, we're still in the shop, but I also another scene in the movie that fits it because it matches mm-hmm. this scene is at the end of the movie, Fessier's death. Yeah. In the now we don't have to show him dying because we want to leave it a little open ended. Yeah. But I really love when you see him getting dragged and they're in the cemetery. It would yeah. be really cool to have the New Orleans. Cemetery with the shadows. Yeah, I mean New Orleans it. cemeteries are iconic. Yeah. Now uh, again, yeah. this is starting to sound a little like haunted mansion, but yeah, no, know. I think that that has to be the the climax of the ride, yeah. right? Like, or they could, you know, even just a little thing, they could stick 
Fastelier's grave in the haunted mansion. Yeah, one where you see his face looking all distorted. I do have a thought, um, and this might be overkill. It's sort of subterraneous, yeah, or at least it's made to look like that when you enter an exit. Um, the New Orleans graveyards are known for their above-ground graves yes. um, mm. because of the way it's buried. So it's these little buildings. Mm-hmm. What if you exit through Ooh, one of those little I love buildings that. oh, that's, that's cool. in the Haunted Mansion graveyard? Yeah. So the exit, you come out and you're in New Orleans Square, but you're also next to the Haunted Mansion in this that's graveyard. Really cool. And it's just from the outside, it, because you're rising up, it looks yeah. like just a small little yeah. uh, unassuming So I'm grave that's in really the graveyard. Good. I just... Yeah. I'm, I don't know if we touched on it well enough earlier with the pitches and everything. So, yeah. so Eric, Eric's part of his pitch is that this ride will start in Fantasyland. Yeah. This is a Fantasyland ride, but the exit queue spits you out into Northern, Northern Square, Square. Yeah. Which is, I think, really cool, moving you from one section of the park to the other. Yeah. The only downside of that is I don't know how far that is i don't i'm not looking at a map getting the the vehicles back in like a timely manner is probably right. an issue well and then the other thing is you've got to be careful of because disney is pretty good about if somebody doesn't go on the ride for your party yeah. they have somewhere to wait for you to get off the ride and it there's always the concern of if you get on in one location and then while you're on the ride your family member has to go to a completely new location to wait right. for you to get off that being said i love this idea right I, I, I'm, I'm just being picky and debbie downer <laughs> i'm gonna here. play a, i'm gonna play the card it, which is that's for the engineers to figure <laughs> yeah, out yeah, yeah. <laughs> no that is uh obviously it's an ambitious enough project yeah. to put something like this underground you could have like a quick right. little tram that shoots to the exit, right? I live my life with one motto, which is never compromise. <laughs> so I think this ride will work as a traveling ride. And we can use, we, there's no reason if we're going to dig underground, we can't dig a second tunnel that's just a straight path. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. That's true. It could be a very, that's why the like ambition a, of a the, fun, like a fun brightly colored in case it's the, a kid's scare. With yeah. the fun masks, though, and, yeah. the, and the aesthetic of the ride. Yeah. Um, I'm, yeah. And it's just like a people mover back and forth. That way you yeah. have people that can, like, yeah. employees and go through yeah. that. Because I think that is something, at least in concept, that's. That idea is what drew me to this in the first oh, place. Oh, yeah, 100%. So, I think me too. That, that's that, my, that is my favorite it. part of the ride, even though I love every other element of the yeah. ride. I think I think Tanner's right, though. No compromise. Yeah. I was going to suggest maybe our ride vehicle being that trackless Omnimover, but using, like, Dr. Facilier's hat as a thing so it can roll and voodoo. I was kind of picturing kind of like, the the haunted mansion omnivovers the, the yeah. doom buggies okay but i was picturing if you if you think about Fasselier's his office or his shop or whatever they've got those like crushed velvet chairs that yeah are kind of worn out. that's what it's they're got sitting the red in red and the gold fringe with the high the, back and yeah with the very like tall the, the back. Wing back chairs yeah i, I like that kind of something like that like you sat down in your chair at his table and then the chair like grabbed you, and now yeah. you're being, and going through this ride, and you're stuck in your with chair. With the trackless system, you have the option of all the chairs like rounding up around a table, and he's literally that's when he's pulling. Oh, out that'd be kind of cool. Because like, yeah. that is yeah, one like thing. Because we I were like talking about trackless and so, omnimover, like it was interchangeable. It's not trackless rides are not omnimovers. Okay, mm-hmm. those are two so, different. I love the idea, of, like multi incorporation, like again, like it's the large entrance key, right? You each mm-hmm. get in like a set of four or five to six different chairs. You go on like an initial part of the ride, and then all of a sudden you snap, and you can actually see the people around you. Right. 
yeah. around this table, and then Facilia draws a card for exactly. each Exactly, and then that's when you separate. Yeah, and, and that's when you separate, and that's when it's chosen which of so these it, little tracks are So it's really on. pointing out to you, like, these are the people you're with. Look at everyone. We're all together yeah. on this ride, and then suddenly we're not. All right, that in mind, do you think we're ready to wrap up this segment? I think, Eric, how do you feel? I like feel great. Um, I, the other side, that's what it, we're going at? I feel, yeah, the other side. Uh, was I there really anything good. you had envisioned that we didn't touch on or you were hoping you would hear more about? No, I uh, I came in very much on the theme of the queue and the exit uh, as sort of my pulls to it. And your guys' knowledge of how the actual functionality of the rides work was very helpful in fleshing it out into a really cool idea. Awesome. Yeah, so. I'm, I am excited to ride this and I will be very disappointed when Disney does not build it. <laughs> Yeah, no, I feel great about it. Thanks, guys. That was that was cool. All right, cool. So that is the other side. Let's put it in our own Disney park that we're creating here. Um, That being said, shall we move on to our final segment for the podcast? It's the lightning round. The way this works is it's going to generate. A ride type, or I mean an attraction attraction type, type. not a ride type, an attraction type, and a Disney IP. And then we have to quickly come up with that ride and pitch that ride and hope it's not terrible. The type of attraction we are working with is a flat ride. To clarify what that is, that is kind of like carnival rides would fall into a flat ride category. So we're okay. talking like the Scrambler okay. or anything that can exist on a flat surface. So not a roller coaster, not a... Commonly, flat rides are going to be your spinning rides. Okay. All right. And our theme is the Muppets. Okay. Who's going to start us off? Let's roll the pyramidal object. Two. two. Tanner. All right. So here for this ride, we have Animal Scrambler. In which we'll have a giant animatronic of an animal causing chaos in the middle as different cars are thrown around, almost colliding with each other as animal laughs maniacally celebrating his new great time. The cars will each be designed as a drum kit, uh, as an individual drum as they bounce around to loud music of animal drumming. Nice. Nice. You took animal from me, and now I'm sad. (laughs) (laughs) See, there's advantages and disadvantages to going first. Yeah. (laughs) All right, I believe our next uh, is Jake. Oh, am I next? You're next. Are we going counterclockwise? Oh, I guess it's me. All right. (laughs) (laughs) So it's going to be the Swedish chef... uh, Smash a Palooza. We're each getting our own little cars that go up and down as a giant Swedish chef uses his arms to smash us into the ground and uh, make food out of us and uh, sing weird songs and stuff. <laughs> Excellent job, Eric. Thank oh, you. Oh, man. All right, bro. I'm running out of Muppets here. It's all back to you. All right, we are talking about Lou Zealand and his boomerang fish. Uh, Lou Zealand has invented a giant contraption that helps fling giant boomerang fish. Each of us is going to ride a boomerang fish. It's going to be a cart. It's going to be like, you know, silly cartoon fish bony kind of thing that we're sitting in. And we're going to spin around, flying, spinning round and back to Lou Zealand. And we go round and back like a boomerang. Lou Zealand's giant boomerang fish. That's my pitch. 
Nice. <laughs> Honestly, strong starts, guys. Honestly, uh, and for everyone at home who doesn't know who Lou Zealand is, <laughs> and for everyone at this table, yeah, I know who Lou Zealand is. Lou Zealand is a very specific Muppet whose entire shtick is that he throws fish that come back to him. He's the one with the mustache and he wears like the Elizabethan. Oh, collar. sure, 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 yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'll say sure. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna make it sound like I know exactly what you're talking uh, about. Yes. Lou Zealand or New Zealand? I'm not exactly <laughs> sure. <laughs> I do know those Kiwis love their fish. Anyways, <laughs> let's go to Jake in three, two, one. All right, so I'm going to have to go with Gonzo the Great. He's one of my favorite Muppets of all time. And this is going to be very similar to Luigi's family coming to town, except everybody as the riders is going to be sitting in a chicken. And you're part of Gonzo's <laughs> chicken chorus. And he's trying to teach him how to dance. And the chickens are not listening because it's Gonzo. And of course, since it's Gonzo, there's going to be cannons involved and fire and everything's going to go wrong. It's all just going to go to hell. And that's what I pitch. You are a chicken being trained by Gonzo. Nice. Honestly, my only concern with that is Gonzo might start smooching the cards. <laughs> <laughs> also, if you liked any of these ideas that we have in the lightning round, we will be putting up polls on our social media uh, for you all to vote for them and bring them back in a later episode. So... That is very exciting. All right, and speaking of that, everybody, make sure to check us out on Facebook. Jake? We are at facebook.com slash Main Street Musings. All right, and at Twitter, Eric? At MSM underscore podcast. And at Instagram, Tanner? We are Main underscore Street underscore Musings. All right, and I am Brock. This has been Main Street Musings, the experimental podcast of tomorrow. Join us next time when we will be talking about rides themed around Mulan. Ooh, topical. Ooh.